Go ahead, give him thanks. Go ahead, give him thanks. Lebroza kala de babra gadabo zekele de brene ketene keline mamambro godoza kelide baboro kutuza kelia. Egebo jekele de babra gadabo zokolo de babro godobo zekele ne mongolo de bojekele de ba. Agaba zokolo de babro godobo zekele de bebre gedeske tele ne mamba. Agaba jokolo egelene mangle de baboro koto nekeline mangali de baboro koto nekeline mama haya. Alebo zekele de baba. Praise you, Father. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. We come humbly before you tonight and we thank you for this another opportunity to fellowship in the light of your word. Revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. We rejoice that Lord we fellowship with one another and our fellowship with Jesus Christ and we fellowship in the light of your word. It is the entrance of your word that giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. So tonight we'll receive the engrafted word and we rejoice that by the end of this service all be the better for it. In Jesus precious name and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Are we excited to fellowship in the light and in the world tonight? Can we celebrate our fellowship with a shout? Glory! Are you expecting some word tonight? Can we rejoice for the word that we are about to receive tonight? Glory! Amen! Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet smart self tonight as we get into the word of God. I want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media community, brothers and sisters online. We want you to know we're so glad, always an honor and a joy to serve you the grace of God in the various platforms through the teaching of God's word. And tonight you're going to do me a favor like you've always done. Let's get this word to the ends of the earth. Help me share the video. You know, help me, you know, uh, tag some people, drop them on as many groups as possible. Let's flood the earth with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. And also make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure you engage in the course of the service so that the algorithms will give us the kind of visibility that we require for this service. We're still examining spiritual growth. What a way to begin the year. Are you enjoying this conference? What a way to begin the year. First Peter chapter 2 verse number 2. First Peter chapter 2 verse number 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. We're examining spiritual growth. And something we have established is that spiritual growth is built on the new birth. Spiritual growth is built on the new birth because it is built on the information that we have about the new birth. 
Now that's very, very clear. Now we also took time to establish that the new birth, we want to examine the prevalent information on the new birth in the epistles. We established yesterday that John chapter 1 verse 12 already tells us that there's an information in the four gospels on the new birth. John chapter 1 verse number 12, Jesus speaking said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So that everyone tells you about the son of God. Jesus also took time in the four gospels to talk about the son of God, the word technon. T-E-C-H-N-O-N is the Greek word technon. It means the seed or one who proceeds from you. Technon is one who proceeds from you or the seed. In John chapter 3, verse number 3, Jesus talks about, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then in verse 5, Jesus now tells Nicodemus, Verily, I say unto you, or unto thee, except a man be born of water, that is of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Spirit now has come into the equation. Look at the next verse, verse number 6. Verse number 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So spirit double emphasis, So which means water is symbolic of the spirit, or born again is symbolic of birth of the spirit. Meanwhile, we said that the Old Testament prophesied about the new birth. In Psalm 102 verse 18, Psalms chapter 102 verse number 18. <clears throat> The book of Psalms 102.18 This shall be written for the generation to come and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. This shall be written for the generation to come. The generation to come. And then we establish yesterday that the only place you will not find anything on the new birth is in the book of Acts because the book of Acts is a narrative of an eyewitness account or a journalistic account of how the church transitioned from preaching the law of Moses to the full message of the grace of God. Then we established that a fundamental ingredient for growth is knowing who you are. It's important for you to know who you are. And then we also took time yesterday to establish that a vital ingredient of correction, assuming a believer has done something very bad, something unbecoming of a child of god a vital tool of that correction is identification that is in correction you want to scold the person but in scolding the person your gist in that scold is identification galatians tells us galatians chapter 3 verse 26 galatians chapter 3 verse number 26 for you are all the children of god by faith in Christ Jesus. You are, you are, that's who you are. Children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. We're dealing with who you are. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are seated right now together in the heavenlies in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18 and 19. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18 and 19. 
For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Next verse. Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Look at Philippians chapter 3 verse 3. Let's read brother Paul's testimony. Philippians 3 3. Philippians. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. We are. We are. We're dealing with your identity. We are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. And rejoice in Christ Jesus. And have no confidence in the flesh. We are that circumcision. Can I have a powerful amen? Now let's read brother Paul's testimony in verse 9 of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 verse number 9. And be found in him. Question, be found where? So the only place the believer is, so is, is. And the only place where the believer can be found is where? In him. And be found in him not having my own righteousness which is of the law. But that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Be found in him. Colossians chapter 1 verse 26. We are dealing with identification scriptures. Colossians 1 verse number 26. Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations. But now is made manifest to his saints. Next verse. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is Christ where in you. Be found where in him. Christ where in you. These are your identification realities. Colossians chapter 2 verse number 10. Colossians chapter 2 verse number 10. And you are complete in him. Complete where? In him. Be found where? In him. He is where? In you. And be complete where? In him. You are complete. You are. You are not going to be. You are complete in him. Which is the head of all principality and power. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. Identification scriptures. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. For this cause also. Thank we God without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God which you heard of us, you received not, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. It worketh in you that believe. Now look at James chapter 1 verse 18. James chapter 1 verse number 18. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature. So he's talking to them about temptation. Brother James is dealing with the subject of temptation. And he is bringing correction to believers. A vital ingredient of that correction or that instruction is who you are. Don't forget that. So James 1.18 now says, Of his own will begat he us by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creature. So identification is the backbone or the meal of spiritual growth. 
Identification is the backbone or the meal of spiritual growth. It must never be neglected. Identification is the meal of spiritual growth. If you are correcting someone, for example, and you rebuke the person because of bad attitude, and you leave out the truth of his identification, you are doing it in the flesh. If you are correcting somebody for bad behavior, if you are correcting somebody for bad conduct or for bad character, and you leave out his identification realities in your correction, that correction is in the flesh and it cannot please God. Yes, you are doing the right thing by correcting, but you are doing it in the flesh. So both you and the person that are doing wrong, two of you are in the same class. Because your correction is in the flesh. Alright, now pay attention because I'm going to deal with some things right now. So, you don't leave out the truth. The, the, the issue, the main meal that will bring the correction is the truth of his identification brought to his remembrance. That's what James was saying. The wrath of man does not walk the righteousness of God. He said that after correcting them on temptation. Then after dealing with temptation, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted of evil. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own loss and enticed. And loss and, and then when loss had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above, from the Father of lights. With whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Of his own will. So he's correcting them on temptation, but he's reminding them who they are. Of his own will, begat he us by the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruit of his creature. Then he now says, for the wrath of man. That is, this correction is not in the flesh. I'm not correcting you out of anger. Because if I'm using anger to correct you, I am not walking the righteousness of God. So I am correcting you by feeding you your meal. By bringing to your remembrance who you are. You are begotten of his own will. To be a kind of first fruit of his creature. So you are doing it in the flesh when you live out the identification reality in the correction. You must respond with the truth of God's word. None of you will love anyone. None of you here. None of you will love anyone to maltreat his children. There's nobody here that will stand and watch anybody maltreat his children. Even if they have done wrong, you don't want somebody else to correct them. You will tell them, okay, I'm sorry that my children have behaved like this. I will deal with them myself at home. Is it not true? Yeah, because nobody wants to see anybody maltreating, insulting, or abusing his children. You are God's children. Just like natural people don't want to see you maltreating, maltreating their children, God is our father. He doesn't want anybody maltreating his own children, even if it is his own children. Eh? Even if it is his own children. There are times the big sisters of my daughter, my, my, I mean my three daughters, the big sisters will want to, will want to bully the small one. Then the small one will run. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Uh-huh. What, what is it? And then she will say, I am in your hands. I say, fully in my hands. Then the rest will now come and say, shh, 
She's in my hands. What's the matter? Then they will say what their issue is. And then we will fix it. But she's in my hands. Okay? And once she's in my hands, you dare not. That's the end of discussion. You are in God's hand all the time. So nobody is permitted to maltreat you. Nobody is permitted to insult you. And nobody is permitted to abuse you. But people are permitted to remind you who you are in the radar of God's description. I didn't hear powerful amen. Remember you are righteous. Remember you are holy. Remember you are begotten of his own will. Remember you are begotten again unto a lively hope by the resurrection from the dead. Why did you behave like this? I'm disappointed. This is not you. This is not you. I'm teaching good. So correction must be done with the realities of the believer in mind. So by the time he gets to verse 22, after talking about the wrath of God, not working the righteousness of God, after reminding them of his own will begat he us by the word of truth, after reminding them all the realities, by the time he got to verse 22, he now said to them, put it up for me, but be doers of the word, and not hearers only, still part of the correction, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving your own selves. So now he begins to remind them that, look, be doers of the word. So the question is, which word are they to be doers of? In verse 18, of his own will begat he us by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first rule. So now he now tells them, be doers of that word, act according to that reality. This is who you are. That's what you're supposed to practice. So when he said, be doers of the word and not hearers only, it's just like John chapter 15 verse 7. Look at it, John chapter 15 verse 7, which many people misquote because of not paying attention to pretext and post-text. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Ask what you will. What was he talking about? Well, don't lift it out of context and begin to say, you can ask for car, you can ask for house, you can ask for wife, you can ask for children. No, that's not what he's talking about here. That's the, he's not talking about material stuff here. He wasn't even talking about prayer in John chapter 15. Okay? You have to pay attention to pretext and post-text and stay within the discourse. So when you say doers of the word and not hearers only, doers there means to make a practice. A doer of the one is one who makes a practice or to act upon. To make a practice or to act upon. In fact, the word used there is from the Greek word practice or to function. Be doers of the word means function in the world. Function in the world. It's not rules and regulations. Function in the world. James 1.23 he now takes you beyond just be doers to explain further. James 1.23 He now says to them, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Beholding his natural face in a glass. So what he is practicing is who he is. Because when you look at the glass, you see who you are. 
So the practice of the word is the practice of your identity. The practice of your identity in Christ Jesus. Which means therefore that the meal for spiritual growth is spiritual identification. The meal for spiritual growth is spiritual identification. We must reduce, we must reduce spiritual growth to rules and regulations, commandments. Because oftentimes, when you reduce spiritual growth to commandments and rules and regulations, you breed hypocrites. You breed pretenders. You breed hypocrites. In Jude 19, and you know it's just one chapter, in Jude verse 19 or chapter 1 verse 19. Jude, these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. Having not the spirit. So Jude now is making a distinction between the born again man and the unsaved man. In verse 20 of Jude chapter 1, after I said they have not the spirit, one group of people, then now say, but ye beloved, you are not among those that have not the spirit, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. They, the natural man, they are sensual, they have not the spirit, but ye beloved, Building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So it makes a distinction that the man who is not saved have not the Spirit. Look at First John chapter one verse three. First John chapter one verse three. <clears throat> Please pay attention. First John chapter one verse number three. <clears throat> that which we have seen and have declared. And had declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Where is our fellowship? With the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Okay? First John chapter 3 verse number 8. First John Chapter 3, verse number 8. Put it up for me. First John 3, 8. He says, He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Give me verse 9 now. Verse 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not sin. For his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. Can somebody shout very loud, I am born of God. Now that's important in understanding spiritual growth. Let's take First John chapter 4 verse 4. And we're going to read it together like a mass choir. First John chapter 4 verse number 4. Can we go together everybody? One, two, go. You are of God. I like that first, first sentence. Can we say it again? You are of God. That's identity. Can we go now? You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I didn't hear a powerful amen. First John chapter 5 verse 4. First John 
chapter 5, verse number 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. First John chapter 5, verse 18. First John chapter 5, verse 18. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And that wicked one toucheth him not. Actually, it's not keepeth himself. The original is, but he that is begotten of God, him God keepeth. Him God keepeth. And that evil one toucheth him not. You don't keep yourself. He keeps you. Him God keepeth. And that evil one toucheth him not. So he's bringing out the food for spiritual growth. Look at Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 and 11. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 and 11. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Oh, I love the next verse. For both he that sanctified, and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. That is, they have the same father. Brethren, they have the same father. Even the book of Revelation has identification. The book of Revelation. Look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Revelation chapter 1 verse number 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, Take note of the tenses. Loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood. Next verse. And hath made us kings and priests. That's our identification here. Has made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Now do you know why? The writer of Revelation, which is John, why he started the first chapter by establishing identification. That means whatever else is going to say there is not going to affect who you are. That's why he opened the book with identification. So by the time he came to chapter 2 and now said, he that overcometh, he that overcometh, he's not talking about you getting born again. He is not talking about you getting born again. He that overcometh there is dealing with doctrine. Is dealing with ministry. It's not dealing. He has already told you. He has loved you. He has washed you. He has made you a king. And he has established your identity. Then now he's dealing with issues of ministry. And issues that surround your service in the kingdom. So he begins by identification. And if you understand that, then you will not find anything he says contrary to us afterwards. Because he has already told you by identification who you are. So, in writing to believers, all the apostles were conscious of not excluding in any way who the believer is. None of them did. It's a vital ingredient. It's a vital, in fact, there was a time when Paul was writing to correct a major flaw. Yet, this was the vital fact of the things he said. He was correcting a major flaw and he zeroed in on identification. I have not entered Brother Paul. I will soon enter Brother Paul on this spiritual growth. So, if you are a pastor, 
don't get so angry or if you are raising a disciple or a campus coordinator or a house church pastor don't get angry and speak out of your head still speak from the word of god don't be so angry and just be talking in at the rot of man can never walk the righteousness of god if you are correcting somebody who did bad and you are correcting in the flesh two of you need correction none of you is fit to correct another the moment he's in the flesh and did what was wrong in the flesh, you yourself correcting are correcting in the flesh. Who is helping who? Both of you need to be sat down. Is it sat down or sit down? Anyone sat, sit down. And somebody mature need to minister to two of you and help two of you to leave the flesh and stay in the spirit where you are. I'm teaching good. The wrath of man never walks the righteousness of God. So you can see the reason why Peter spent a quality time talking about who the believer is. Which means instructions must be surrounded with identification. Instructions must be surrounded with identification. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2 there's a translation issue there so I want to fix the translation issue in First Peter chapter 2 verse 2 as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby let's see some translations and what they say NIV translation says you will grow in your salvation NIV you will grow that that he may grow thereby that King James uses. The NIV didn't put thereby. The NIV said that you may grow in your salvation. There's another translation called the Aramaic translation. Aramaic. Aramaic translation. It says you will grow strong in this life. You will grow strong in this life the new american standard translation of 1977 says is it 77 or 77 okay of 1977 it says we will grow in respect to salvation we will grow in respect to salvation there's another translation called the waymouth translation waymouth translation it says you may grow up to salvation that you may grow up to salvation i am reading so you see it's language that king james missed in putting thereby there's another translation called the young's young's literal translation it says in it you may grow desire the sincere milk of the word that in it you may grow so when the king james says thereby it means thereby from that thereby so really it was also talking about salvation but that old english there can be confusing thereby where see so thereby is from that why because the word thereby in the greek is a preposition thereby is a preposition that indicates a destination in the greek it's e-i-s a preposition e-i-s in the greek and it is used 1774 times 
in the Bible. 1,774 times. You can use any of those prepositions and see what fits in. Let me give you some of those prepositions. Are you still here? Okay. That you may grow at. That you may grow at. Or to. That you may grow to. To. Or unto. That you may grow unto. Those are the prepositions in the Greek EIS. Or for. That you may grow for. Or upon. That you may grow upon. Or in. That you may grow in. Those are the prepositions. Or towards. That you may grow towards. You see why I prefer the Young's literal translation. In. You may grow at. You may grow to. You may grow unto. You may grow for. You may grow upon. You may grow in. Or you may grow towards. Are you still in class? So pay attention. Why will they use salvation? Because the prior words of Peter are words of salvation. How do we know that what Peter was majorly discussing was salvation? First Peter 1 5. Put it up for me. First Peter chapter 1 verse number 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last time. Through faith unto salvation. The same word E-I-S. Okay, the preposition. Then look at First Peter chapter 1 verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse number 9. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So why will we use salvation and spiritual growth? Why? Because for many years, many of us in our elementary understanding, you always think that when you hear the word salvation, is what happened at the altar. <laughs> Many of us, that's all we know about salvation, what happened at the altar. But the writings of Peter and the apostles covers more than what happened at the altar. It covers the experience that we have in Christ. For example, look at the way Peter talked about Paul's writings. What he called the entire epistles, the Pauline epistles. Second Peter 3.15 Second Peter chapter 3 verse number 15 An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation even as our beloved brother Paul also according to the wisdom given unto him hath written unto you that the writings of brother Paul have a wisdom in it an insight in the subject of salvation. So the writing of brother Paul. All of the polite epistles. Are salvation books. They are what? Salvation books. He said Paul had a wisdom. He had a sophia. Paul had a sophizo. He had an insight in salvation. So if Peter is talking about. Growing unto or from. Salvation. He will be talking about what? If Peter is talking about growing unto or growing from salvation or growing to salvation or growing in salvation, what will Peter be talking about? Huh? 
growing in where? In insight in the subject of salvation. Growing in insight. He already told you that brother Paul has what? An insight, a wisdom, a sophia in the subject of salvation. So if Peter is saying you should grow in salvation, what will Peter be asked you to grow in? In the insight in salvation. Your salvation growing in insight because what he said was desire the sincere milk of the world. And we will explain that within this series. But insight in salvation. James 1.21 again. Back to brother James. You can see we are moving from one apostle to apostle. James 1.21 Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Talks about the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So in First Peter 2, 2, when he said grow unto or grow from or grow in or grow in to grow in it, he has said desire the sincere milk of the world. So we have some words we must look at. We have a word called desire. Then we have another word, the sincere milk of the world. The sincere milk of the world. That refers, you know, that refers to the mind. Which is where you have reasonable. Where you reason. Making reference to the mind. And we will look at a bit of that in the next few days as we keep teaching. Now observe something. He says, the sincere. And he says something that brother Paul refers to a lot. The word adolon. Adolon is the exact opposite of dolos. Let me spell Adolon for you. A-D-O-L-O-N. Adolon. The exact opposite of Dolos. D-O-L-O-S. Which is deceitful. Something that is not true. Adolon. The opposite of Dolos. Which is deceitful. Something that is not true. Pay attention. Now, what does that mean with false doctrine? You cannot. You cannot experience this, but the meal of Christian growth is the doctrine of Christ. The meal, the diet of Christian growth is the doctrine singular of Christ. So the question is, can a believer who is not taught properly grow? Eh? No. He cannot. So you see, when we are insisting on proper Bible interpretation, when we are insisting, we are not troublemakers. We are not fermenting trouble. It is the only way believers can grow. And that is the will of God. To have all men to be saved and to come to, and if they will come to the of the truth, falsehood must be upheld. The integrity, the sanctity, and the purity of scriptures must be upheld and preserved as a legacy for our children's children. It's critical. 
is critical. This battle is a generational battle in defense of the truth of the gospel. It's critical. Some of us came through the murky waters of deception in the name of gospel. If religion has not done you anything, please leave us alone. Leave us alone. Be doing your own Christianity in one corner and enjoy Christ. Leave us alone. That religion has wasted our time. So we can deliver others from being, from being victims of religious waste. Because religious, religion delivers colossal waste on human beings. There are no two ways. It's not in Bible memorization and quotation of scriptures. That's not spiritual growth. Even a man without the spirit can memorize the whole Bible and read it. And he doesn't know what is inside. We are talking about opening the book and bringing life out of the book. And that can only be arrived at when the scriptures are rightly divided in the light of Christ. Am I communicating at all? So the meal, the diet for Christian growth is what? The doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of Christ. Now, a man cannot grow in experiences. You cannot grow all your, I've been a Christian, I used to see visions, I've been dreaming dreams, Jesus appeared to me, and Je Gabriel appeared to me, and Je Michael appeared. All that is not spiritual growth. All that, all those strange appearances, angelic encounters, they are not spiritual growth. They are just experiences. You cannot also grow in service. Service is not spiritual growth. You've been a long-standing evangelist. You have preached from village to village. But you, are a, you, you have not grown. You don't grow by service. You don't grow by service. That's why a preacher of the gospel can be, is, can be as unto babes. Because the meal of spiritual growth is pure. The meal of spiritual growth is pure. Did you notice that when they are all talking about growth, they are always talking about what you hear. I'm talking talking about the apostles. Every time brother Paul, look at Ephesians chapter 4, but before we read, take note of this. You can't grow on false information. You cannot grow on false information. If you are told that holiness is to tie scarf and not wear jeans, you cannot grow. You understand? If what they are teaching you is that holiness is to tie scarf and not wear jeans. Okay? I was in Lagos preaching one of our campus, um, in our Lagos campus, not, not long ago, you know what, November we went, right? And then the brother that was helping me by the pulpit had an earring in one of his ears. Okay? And the fashion looked nice on him. Now, I'm not saying she's going to get earrings.
So he was standing by the steward and say, how will people believe our gospel if we are not dressing correct? So I'm wondering, who is not dressing correct here? Everybody is looking well-dressed. So he's asking the question, I am looking around. So I said to him, are you saved by dressing? You are not saved by dressing. You are saved by grace through faith. Your dressing does not affect God. Your dressing only affects human beings. God doesn't even know you're wearing cloth. God doesn't know you're wearing cloth. So your dressing has nothing to do with God. Your relationship with God is intact. It's other human beings you dress for. Who do we dress for? When you are in your shower and you are naked and your man tokoroto no karakata, does God use to say, wait, wait. Go and wear your trouser, wear your trouser. Does God, does God talk like that? He has no, dressing does not affect God. Dressing affects human beings. So when you are in a society where the culture allows for men to wear skirts and women to wear trousers, by brother, by all means, wear skirts. I told you I have one in the house, right? <laughs> they gave me a skirt. I came back with it. <laughs> I came back with it. <laughs> it's in Cameroon. They gave me that skirt. Because men wear skirts in Cameroon. I've not worn it yet. I'm looking for a strategic day to wear it. <laughs> the day when it will come poor, woto woto, you will see me with skirts that day. Glory to God. Mama is wearing her own, I'm wearing my own. Hand in hand. <laughs> Glory to God. So as I was answering the person, then I just saw the brother who had earring and plated his hair. So I said, I hope it's not this brother you're talking about. Everybody started laughing. <laughs> Amen. I didn't say anything. Now, so if the emphasis of a teaching is on dressing, Nobody in that church will grow spiritually. Because you don't grow by dressing. The diet is Christ. Okay? Are we in the building? If you are told, you know, that, that your Christianity is only as important as the physical things around you, you cannot grow. Look at Ephesians 4.14. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14. Put it up brother. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sly of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. That's why when someone is fed religion, when someone is fed what? Okay, there's a diet called religion. They are not biblical. They do not understand the Bible. So when you are fed religion and now you move from religion to revelation knowledge. Please pay attention. You move from where? Religion to revelation knowledge. It's like the new birth. You know, somebody came to this church, a bishop, he was fully dressed in his regalia, 
Some years back, and I preached. I taught Christ. I taught Christ. Then I made an altar call. The bishop didn't come disguised. He was wearing his full bishopric regalia. And it was a minister's conference. He was sitting in the congregation. Somewhere that you guys, some of you were here. Then I finished teaching Christ for hours. It was a Saturday morning till evening. How many of you remember that day? A quiet minister's conference. And the man was sitting there as a bishop. And he came with, and he has branches. Then after teaching Christ, I now said, you want to receive Jesus Christ? You want to receive Christ? You want Jesus to come into your heart? So that it will be clear. Come forward. The bishop stood up. In his full uniform. And was coming with other men of God. So I said, wait. It's like you don't understand. What I'm saying is, you want to be, you want Jesus to enter your heart. Jesus has never entered your heart. The bishop kept coming. He came and stood on the pulpit. He received Christ. And after the service, they interviewed him there. He said, today I received Christ. He spoke good English, so you know he has no English problem. He said, today is the first time the scriptures made meaning to me. I have now received Christ. In the interview out there. Because so many people have fed religion and they think that they are born again. They are not born again. They are religiously born. They are not Christ born. So when you come to revelation knowledge, all the difference begins to show. And sometimes our problem is because we have been fed too much religion. The religion in us starts fighting revelation knowledge. Then there's a conflict going on in. And that's just sometimes you have to be patient with people that are fighting among themselves to accept the truth. We give them patience and prayer. Because eventually, those that are sincere among them, they will come to the truth. Those that are sincere, because God will, you know, God, God will reach out to them in ways that they will understand and be free. There can never be growth outside Christ, because you are growing in Christ. There can be no growth outside. Growth is in, in, E-I-S. Growth is in. The word growth thereby is you are growing in. So if the information is not in, you are not growing. Anything you are feeding on that is not in Christ, in Christ, you won't grow. Because the diet that will make you grow is the diet that is in. Not the diet that is out. So it must be in Christ. So what you are hearing must be things that are in Christ. In Christ diet. The information has to be in. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 again. Are you still here? Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 13. Put it up for me. It says, Still we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Of the perfect man, which stipulates growth. Now notice, what was the meal? The knowledge of Christ. The fullness of the stature of Christ. Why was all of Paul's prayers for knowledge? All his prayers. Prayer for Ephesus to know. Prayer for Colossae to know. Prayer for Philippi to know. Prayer for Philemon to acknowledge. 
Brethren, my heart's prayer for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them record, they have knowledge, they have zeal, but not according to knowledge. Prayer for Rome. All his prayers were knowledge. Because you cannot grow until you know. Philippians chapter 3. Brother Paul said, I count all things as dung. So the, 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 the experiences of Paul. He says, I count them as dung. For the excellency of Jesus Christ. We have people who founded churches as spiritual babes. Large denominations. Headed by infants. Babes. As spiritual babes. As. Huh? Hello? As, as spiritual babes. Because in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man, so a spiritual babe can run a denomination once he has people who believe in him. So there are people you respect for their labor's sake and not for their word's sake. <laughs> you didn't hear that. You respect them for what? Their labor's sake and not for their work's sake. That is, they are trying their best. Look at Ephesians 4 again. Now, before we read. So, what is the meal? Till we all come to the full knowledge of the Son of God. The epignosis of Christ. The epignosis. That is, we know who he is. And that knowledge is spoke of in Ephesians 1. It's not, I know Jesus. I know Christ. He is handsome. 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 That's not the knowledge we are talking about. <laughs> no. That's a, that's a CRK knowledge. He has prayed that that prayer is in the knowledge of him. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Where? In the knowledge of Him. Not in business skills. Not in soap making. Not in business strategies. Not in relationship panadol. The that you may have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, not in singles mingles. The wisdom and revelation has to be in the knowledge of him. Not in how many demons are controlling your city. Mm -mm. In the knowledge of him. The knowledge of Christ. That's the focus of that prayer. So when you find anybody speaking down on knowledge, they are speaking down on growth. Anybody speaking down on knowledge is speaking down on growth. And do you know, it is what you don't have that you speak against. What you don't have. What you don't have. Ephesians 4.14 again. Ephesians 4.14. Please pay attention. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sly of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. We, he said that we be no more children. So children will be tossed and tossed 
to and fro and children will be carried about with every wind of doctrine. Some pastors said, well, I believe in the finished work of Christ. The grace message as they call it. The grace message as, as they call it. Is somewhere in the Bible. I'm not joking. <laughs> A big pastor with many pastors listening to him in that particular meeting. Is somewhere in the Bible. Then he says, but. And now he was telling his sons in ministry. And he is always saying, God told him. God told him. He cannot say anything without saying, it is God that told him. You know, we like metaphysics. We like extra biblical things. We like shoo. Then he now says, but me. <laughs> he said what? But me. This is my persuasion. I would rather get to heaven. And God says, ah, 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 you overdid it than to miss heaven. I would rather get to heaven and God will say, ah, 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 you overdid it than to miss heaven. The man just told you he is not sure, but he would rather act in fear. Because <laughs> in his heart, he believes in the finished work. He believes in the finished work of Christ. In his heart, he knows it has to be messy for him to do what he's doing. He doesn't say those things he's saying. He knows. It is even because he knows that God is merciful that he's talking that nonsense. It's because of that. Now, they lie in wait to deceive. The word dolos. Dolos, D-O-L-O-S. Can you grow on false doctrine? No. Can you grow on legalism? No. Is there spiritual growth among Pharisees? Because there was a sect of Pharisees. Peter actually told them that what they were doing was they were carrying on themselves a burden that they nor their fathers could bear. Your growth must come from your nature. It must be an option. You are a human being. And all the info you have is about dogs. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> you need sanctification in this fire. <laughs> the info you have is on dogs. But you are a human being. You don't know anything about human being. The only thing you know is about dogs. Even though you are a human being. I'm teaching good. <laughs> you don't know anything about human beings. Everything you know is about dogs. And you're so well doing when it comes to dogs. So even when dogs are barking, you bark along. Whoa, 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 whoa. Immediately start. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You two come. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, it's about dogs. Even though you're a human being. You have adjusted very well as a dog. 
Because all you know is about dog. <laughs> so you are not growing thereby. <laughs> you are born of God. But everything you know is about legalism and works. You don't know anything about what Christ has done. The grace and the mercy and the love of God. You don't know nothing about it. So you are running along with the legalists. Like the human being who is running along with, along with dogs. It's important for you to know. You cannot grow on false doctrine. You cannot. You cannot. Peter says you have to desire the sincere. Sincere milk. Let's see the word desire. And then he now says you have to grow in. You have to grow in. You can't grow elsewhere. And only be in, in, in. The word desire is the word epipotheo in the Greek. E-P-I. Your growth can only be in. I-P-O-T-H-E-O. E-P-I-P-O-T-H-E-O. Epipotheo is used nine times. That word is used nine times. Romans 1.11. I long to see you. I desire to see you. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 2. We desire to be clothed upon. Clothed upon. Take the other ones you can read at home. Second Corinthians 9.14. Second Corinthians 9.14. Philippians 1.8. Philippians 1.8. Philippians 2.26. Philippians 2.26. 1 Thessalonians 3.6. First Thessalonians 3 6. Second Timothy 1 4. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 4. James chapter 4 verse 5. James chapter 4 verse 5. Second it's Timothy used, chapter 1 4 verse 5. Is used for a desire that is passionate, like a deliberate desire. A people theo. That is, spiritual growth is not an unconscious thinking. Spiritual growth is not an unconscious thinking. What are you desiring? It must be unadulterated. When he said, it's a reasoning. That is, he just presented a reasoning to you you are born again, not of corruptible. What you desire must be uncorruptible. He presented to you that you were born from Christ. Okay? So your growth must be in that pattern. You must desire what he just told you. Resurrection. You must desire the things. You must desire the things that are in the pattern of your birth. You must desire to grow in it. And it must be passionate. It must be a deliberate walk. Let me ask you. That means you don't automatically desire it. Huh? Hello? Is that what it means? Huh? If it's a deliberate walk, it means you don't automatically desire it. You don't desire growth because you are a child of God. No, it's a deliberate walk. Very deliberate. That's why Brother Peter taught it. 
We must teach Christians to desire. We teach you. We train you. You train your you train your house church people. You train your campus members to desire growth. You train them. You teach them. You disciples. You train your house church people. You challenge them. You provoke them to desire growth. So as a pastor, your work should be such that when people come to church, you must teach them to desire spirituals. You must teach them to desire spirituals. Sound. It's like they're having problem with your sound online and on TV and on radio. Whoever is in charge there, you need to do something. They're having echoes that don't allow them to hear well. You won't tell them what do they desire. Mm-mm. You will teach them what they must desire. People that have been discipled by you, people that have been taught by you, you don't ask them what do you desire. No. You put them together and you point them in the direction of what to desire. That's how you raise a disciple. You show him what to desire. You show him the things he has to do. Desire. That's part of pastoring. That's what to desire. That they may grow thereby. That they may grow thereby. Please follow this. Why did Peter have to say this? Why did Peter have to say this? Because he had laid the foundation. What is the foundation that Peter laid? Who you are. This is who you are. Spiritual growth, therefore, is growing in who you are. Spiritual growth, therefore, is growing in who you are. Glory to God. Growing in who you are. Glad I'm moving in a lackadaisical manner. Growing in who you are. So we look at the word growth. And we're going to examine it again. It means, I will grow upon identification. I will grow upon identification. The first thing about my growth is that I identify who I am. I identify who I am. I can't grow if I'm not told that I am just if I am being told every time by my pastor that I am like an Israelite. We are Nigerian Jews. <laughs> we are Kotonu Jews. Some of us are Togo Jews. We are Cameroonian Jews. That's not a diet for growth. That's not a diet for growth. Every time they are feeding you such such deception that you are a Nigerian Jew. Meanwhile, you came from Taraba State. (laughs) 
Nigerian Jew by the way of Taraba. You grow spiritually by feeding on things that say you are a Jew. You now start carrying prayer shawl. You now start just wearing rabbi cap. <laughs> you are a Jew. There's no way you will grow in salvation if that's the information you have. If somebody is teaching me that the Holy Spirit comes and go, the Holy Spirit comes and I cannot grow. So in my mind, I'll be agitated because I don't know when the Spirit came and when the Spirit went. So every time we gather together, we have come again. We have come again. Father, we have come again. Holy Ghost, come and take control. We have come. Where are we coming from? Which bush? Come down, come down, come down. My Lord. Come down. May the power of the Lord come down. Let the power of the Lord come down. Let the power of the Lord from heaven come down. Let the power of the Lord Come down one more time. Let the power. The power has now come. Send down your power, we pray to you, Lord. Send down the Holy Ghost, we say, Amen. Send down your power, we pray to you, Lord. We need the Holy Ghost, we say. Holy Ghost power is moving just like a magnet. I'm moving there like in the days of Pentecost. The Holy Ghost power is moving just like a magnet. <laughs> the old song leader is coming back inside me. <laughs> the old chorus leader. I used to lead praise worship. You have no idea. Ask mama after service. Me like this. Sayada. The songs are well arranged. Well arranged. They, they are there. They are there. It's auto repeat. Once again, the whole place will catch fire. When I'm singing such songs, I'm feeding on such things, I cannot grow spiritually. The spirit doesn't come and go. Someone said, Divine Visitation 2022. Divine vis- God visits you. God will visit you. Can somebody living in you visit you? You know, some things people say in church, 
if we are not careful, it will just create a contradiction in people's mind and never allow the people to grow. They are never sure God is there. Who lives in you? God. How can he visit you? Somebody asked me, what is wrong in taking communion? I didn't answer him. But because he was disturbing, I now asked him, what is it for? He said to remember him. I said, did he die again? <laughs> did he die again? Because you only remember somebody who died again. Amphosis, remembrance days. Are those Amphosis alive? What happened? So we do what? So if we're going to remember Jesus, did he die again? He's looking at me. So I said, what is it for? <laughs> is it declaring... You see, to declare the word of God. Declare the word of God to who? To God or to yourself? He said, maybe to me. Then I said to him, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? Christ died. He was buried. On the third day, he rose again. So I asked him, do you believe that message? He said, yes. Do you have eternal life? He said yes. Then I said, what is the bread for? If you already have eternal life. Do you have eternal life? Eh? What's the bread for? For hunger. Big sizes of loaf of bread and they should please put butter inside. Please tell them some butter. And the tea should not come in tea cup. It should come in mugs. <laughs> so that it can serve the size of bread. Everybody carry bread and cup. Hey, hey, that's, a, that's a way to do communion. <laughs> Which kind of communion is that, that before you turn, if it has disappear in the mouth. What are we communing with with ourselves? Then the person said to me, what about baptism? I said, which type? <laughs> so I asked him, what is water baptism for? He said, to proclaim. I said, proclaim what? Who are you proclaiming to? <laughs> you know? <laughs> 4 a.m. Mama woke me up this morning. She was reading something, so she woke me up from... at 4 a.m. So I woke up to Facebook and somebody tagged me something and put Edel Gamina, must see this. So I flipped the thing quickly. One church where their pastor took them for water baptism. <laughs> I love this body, Pastor Prince. 4 a.m. Tears were coming out of my eyes. <laughs> Dr. Gabe, I will show you for free after service. So they went for water baptism. All of them were wearing white, white, white. They lined up. Then the pastor took one lady into the river. <clears throat> they entered the river for baptism. Pastor is standing. The lady is standing. And the members are singing and clapping on top of the river. So pastor lifted his hand up and took this lady to
baptize. As he immersed him and baptized him. <laughs> she buried him. She buried him inside the water. Then she now came out and left him inside. Because John the Baptist must be baptized by his members. <laughs> John the Baptist must be baptized by who? Eh? So the person now say, Global Baba, Abel Damina, Global Baba must see this. So he tagged me. I say, Wahala, no, they finish. Hallelujah. You either take bread or you take Jesus. Which one? You either take water baptism or you take Holy Ghost. Which one? Exactly. So desire there has to do with passion. You must be passionate to grow thereby. Now the word grow in first first Peter two two quickly. The word grow in first Peter chapter two verse number two. Put it up for me again. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The word grow is the word oxeno. Oxeno. A-U-X-A-N-O In the Greek, it's a verb. And because it's from that incorruptible, it shows you that oxeno is non-stop. Non-stop spiritual growth. This spiritual growth doesn't end. It's a non-stop increase. That is, you keep increasing and increasing. Now, let's look at the term oxeno, how it is used in several places in scripture. Matthew chapter 6 verse twenty-eight. write down Matthew chapter 6, the seed of a tree. Then same thing in Matthew 13, 32. Matthew 13, 32. Luke 12, 27. Luke chapter 12, verse 27. Luke chapter 13, verse 19. Luke chapter 13, verse 19. In Luke chapter 1, verse 8, it is used for John. Luke chapter 1, verse 8, it is used for John. In Luke chapter 2, verse 40, it is used for Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 40, the word oxeno is used for Jesus. In John 3.30, we're going to read that, that one. John chapter 3 verse number 30. Put it up for me. Oxeno. John chapter 3 verse 30. He must increase but I must decrease. He must decrease. I must decrease, he must increase. He's not talking about size, he's talking about influence. Influence. That growth there is influence. He must increase, I must decrease. And Jesus is still increasing. Okay, influence. He must increase, I must decrease. It's used for people in Acts chapter 7 verse 17. You can read that one at home. But put up for me Acts chapter 6 verse 7. Acts Chapter 6, verse number 7. Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 6, verse number 7. Glory to God. Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 6, verse number 7. 
In Acts chapter 6 verse 7, it says, And the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples didn't to the faith. The number of the disciples increased. See that? The word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied. The word of God. So, oxeno is used for the word. Oxeno is used for the word. He says the word of God increased. That means the word of God does not have limits. It was used for God's word so much. In fact, look at Acts 12, 24. Acts Chapter 12, verse number 24. It says in Acts 12, 24, But the word of God grew and multiplied. The word of God grew and multiplied. And I mean, if you know that the word of God is still increasing. Okay? So it's an ongoing increase. Look at Acts 19, 20. Acts chapter 19, verse number 20. It says, So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed so mightily grew that's increased first corinthians chapter 3 verse number 6 we're doing exegesis on that word oxeno i have planted and apollos watered but god gave the increase notice he's talking about the word the spiritual increase of the information they gave that did not have limit. The spiritual increase of the information they gave that did not have limits. Pay attention. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 7. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse number 7. So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watered, but God that giveth the increase. Second Corinthians 9.10 is metaphorical. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 10. Now he that minister receive to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Increase the fruit. That's metaphorical. So increase, which is spiritual growth, is what he's dealing with. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse number 15. Not boasting of things without measure that is of other men's labors but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly then look at verse 16 now i like the way verse 16 puts it to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand so the increase was spoken of again, increase of the gospel. The influence of God's word. Look at Ephesians 2.21. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 21. In whom all the body fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. So grows on, grows on, ongoing growth. Is the right way to put it. So again, he's talking about a continual growth. Not growing to become a temple. We are not growing to become a temple. We are growing from being God's temple. 
or we are growing as the temple of God. So the growth there is continuous. Ephesians 4.15 Spiritual growth is continuous. Ephesians 4.15 But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ. It's a non-stop progress. Colossians 2.19 Colossians chapter 2 verse 19 pay attention and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God Second Peter 3.18 but grow in grace and in the knowledge Second Peter 3.18 but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So you have observed that what he is talking about is influence. So this growth, this growth is influence. Spiritual growth is spiritual influence. He's not talking about size, but influence. In that second Peter 3 18, grow in grace and in the knowledge. The knowledge there is the word gnosis. G-N-O-S-I-S. Gnosis. G-N-O-S-I-S. Gnosis is used for practical insight. Practical insight. The Greek language used for it is for classwork, like assignment. Gnosis, like assignment. That is functional knowledge or practical use. Like you say internship. When students go for internship or work experience or exams. When you are putting it to work, it's from the Greek word gnosis. It's from the Greek word ginosko. G-I-N-O-S-K-O. Ginosko. Which is to realize by practice. To realize by practice. So when he says grow in the knowledge. He is not saying grow by hearing God's word. He is saying grow by functional insight. Grow by functional insight. That is you are not just hearing this. You are actually working in the experience. And that growth does not have limit. It doesn't have limits. So spiritual growth is not something you do and stop. It's a lifelong pursuit. Spiritual growth is a lifelong pursuit of the believer. You don't say, I have grown now, I have stopped growing. It's not a phase. Spiritual growth is the entire Christian life. The entire Christian life. Because you cannot die. So you don't stop growing. Is called of the incorruptible seed. See that? So there's a limit to which we can use natural growth. That's why we don't use natural growth to explain spiritual growth. It's limited. The growth of the believer can only be compared to the growth of the word of God. The growth of the believer can only be compared to the growth of the word of God. There's a limit to using natural growth. Meanwhile, when you're getting older in the natural, you begin to die, Abby. You begin to die, Abby. 
See, things in your body begins to shut down. The older you grow, then you begin to need glasses. You understand? You understand? Eh? Yes. You begin to need glasses. Then you begin to need walking stick. Because your legs cannot carry you anymore. They are not enough. So you get a third leg. That's why when I see young boys carrying walking stick. And they call it status. How can you be carrying sickness as status? The beauty of a young man is the strength to move like that. And the glory of the old man is the walking stick to show that he has been around for a long time. So you young boy, what are you doing with walking stick? He says, chieftaincy title. <laughs> Why don't you look for better things for chieftaincy title than walking stick? People die. Your cells, your organs, your body begins to shut down gradually as you grow older. In the spirit, you only increase. Nothing shuts down. You are forever. So we can use the natural to explain the spiritual. How many of you understand what I'm talking about here? Yeah, you can't because the natural dies. But the truth is spiritual growth is a constant, consistent increase of God in a man's life. Constant, consistent increase of God in a man's life. Increase. Increase of God. You know the book of Philippians was the last book of brother Paul, arguably. The last book. One of the statements in Philippians is that I may know him. In the last book of brother Paul, he still asks him to know. That means the knowledge of God is not a means to an end. The knowledge of God is not a means to an end. The knowledge of God is the end. The knowledge of God is not a means to an end. The knowledge of God is the end. That's why I say, this is life eternal that they may know. This is life eternal that they may know you. That's the end. Glory to God. Are we growing? Say with me, I am the righteousness of God. Say it very loud. Say, I'm a son of God. Say, I am born of God. Say it again, I'm born of God. Say, I have the life of God right now. Say, I am eternal by my birth. Say, I am born from the resurrection. Say, I am born again. No corruption. No defect, no limit in my make. My nature is intact with the life of God. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Are you blessed tonight? Get on your feet tonight. Glory to God. Matonga Saka. Merodozokalarabas. Are you learning something? Are you growing? Stand on your feet with me tonight. Turn to somebody and say, Hey, neighbor. The essence for spiritual growth is ministry. You are learning, you are growing to serve the purpose of God amongst men. Say it again, you are learning, you are growing to serve the purpose of God amongst men. Say all of this learning, the beneficiary are men. 
you are learning so you can be a blessing to other people. Say neighbor, this year we are sold out to evangelism, discipleship, and building of strong local assemblies. We are committed to the cause of Christ. Say with me, I am saved to serve my generation with the purpose of God. Now shout it very loud. I will fulfill the call of God upon my life. I will not be distracted. Turn to your neighbor say, hey neighbor, you are not Demas. You are not Demas. You are not John Mark. You will not abandon sheep. We are in this together. And we are in this forever. We are sold out to the preaching of the gospel. In and out of season. I didn't hear your amen. I'd like you to grab your neighbor and begin to pray for your neighbor. You will not, you will not abandon sheep. You will fulfill the call of God. You will fulfill your ministry. You will fulfill the mandate of God upon your life. Therefore, you are strengthened with might by the Spirit. You have the supply of the Spirit. You will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You are fruitful unto every good work. Let's pray together for one another. Membra zokolo da bambro gada jakala na manga agarato sekele ne boboroko tuna kala na mamanga egelene mamambro gondo sokolo to boroko tuna kala na mada gaya egelene boboroko tuna kala egelene sokolo da boboroko tuna kala na mada gaya egelene boboroko we are born perfect. We are born complete. We are born in the fire. We are born in corruptible. We grow in the knowledge of the word of God. We grow in the knowledge of the word of God. We grow in the we grow in the knowledge of our reality in Christ Jesus. We come into the full reality of who we are in Christ Jesus. We are incorruptible. We are undefined. We are we are perfect in him. No deformity. We grow in this knowledge. Our eyes are opened to this truth. We grow in grace. Which is the knowledge of our Lord Jesus? This reality resonates in our heart, resonate in our heart. It's feeding us with the undiluted water as it shines our reality. 
and bring that couple uh, we embrace uh, these realities we embrace uh, these realities we walk these realities we can all couple and uh, bring that couple uh, no one despise our youth we shun the cattle and bring the couple uh, we make full proof of our ministry we are shunt we are shunt we grow we grow in this knowledge we grow in this salvation he cut we hold on to the sincere maker that is able to build us up that is building us up and has given us inheritance among the saints we lay aside things that do not depict us we lay aside things that do not conform to who we are we lay aside every knowledge that is contrary to our nature our minds are opened to this reality because we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places we are righteous in him we are justified in him we are sanctified we are holy we are peculiar a chosen generation a holy people and our minds are fixed on this reality we walk in this reality he killed our hearts established on this truth as a result of this reality as a result of this knowledge we become effective we become effective we do ministry we do ministry we bonus we do ministry with accurate knowledge we do ministry we do we do not abandon the ship. We do not make shipwreck. We are not of them that drop back. We press forward. We press forward. We press forward. We make progress. We are fully persuaded. We make progress. Our hands that we are put on the plow. We are not looking back because we are not of them that drop back. But we have them. We bring the couple that press forward. We are full of zeal. 
Well, full of zeal, he shunned up a patopala, a lamprina pala, a quapeta labana, a lazata labrigana. The zeal of God's work is consuming us, a sopata, a prande capolo, even as our eyes are opening to our realities in Christ. We become more effective, we become more a chateau, a chateau, a chateau, a chateau, a chateau, a We pray. That this light, that this understanding resonate in the minds of the people of the world. That the world come to this light. That men come to this understanding. And by this understanding, our campuses are increasing. Our churches are increasing. Men are becoming fervent. Men are becoming stronger. Men are becoming resolute. Men are becoming zealous unto every good work. A shanop, a paladikan, a we pray that there no ambiguity. We hear the word with clarity. We understand the word and we grow the a patient, a malasha, a copanaba, a mambrandabala, a kiprayada, a shindapayada, and kanda, and kanda, and kanda, and kanda, and kanda, as every minister, he kupalado, we do not entangle with the affairs of civilian, he kindapaya, and branda double, a shatala begabala, a mambrida double, a kazulaka telegabala, and glandon divendikunda, a manglanda copaladiada. We are found faithful. As a faithful steward. We are found faithful. As a steward. We are found faithful. As a steward. We leave our realities. We live our realities in Christ. He satatala and mambrinda pa and satole brigabado a shampa and branda pa and satole brigado and la branda pa and la satole brigado a shande pa no a kapo a kapo and supela do shanda na and branda double gazala 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 brigado a kapo tola ba lift your hands and give God praise tonight. La zompa no satoya and la branda katola brigado ba and shapala des. Lay hands on your head. Begin to pray for yourself. I will fulfill the purpose of God. I will walk in the center of God's plan. I will walk in the center of God's will. I am filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I am filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I am filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I am strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. I am strengthened in my spirit for the ministry. I am strengthened in my spirit for the assignment 
talent. I am emboldened by the Holy Ghost. I have boldness to preach the word, to proclaim the word, to declare the mandate of God, to proclaim the mind of God. I have the supply of the Spirit. I shall run and not be weary. I shall walk and not faint. My youth is renewed. My strength is renewed. To labor. To labor in word. To labor in doctrine. To advance the kingdom. We take territories. We break territories. We take nations. We take cities. We take communities. We advance the cause of Christ. We light the light. As a city set on a hill that cannot be healed. Thank you, Lord, that laborers are being pushed out. Thank you, Lord, that laborers are going to the harvest. Thank you, Lord, that laborers are putting in the sickle. Agando Shakaya, Agarada Sokalada, Agarada Sukalana Maha, Agabo Zoka. Speak over your body. I am healthy, I am well. Sickness cannot hide in my body. I am healthy, I am well. All my organs are intact. My bones, all my body, my vitals are intact. I am healthy, I am strong, I am well, I am refreshed, I am renewed. I'm far from oppression. I'm established in righteousness. Far from oppression. Established in righteousness. Far from oppression. I walk in the light. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and give him thanks. Ziko Zakayana. Ziko Zakayanas. Ziko Zakayanas. Ziko Zikayanas. Membro Zakalada. Membro Zakalada. Igo Bodogo Buddha Gayas. Mambronda Gogo Sokele. Praise your Father. It is done. I didn't hear that, amen. amen. This will be the best year of your life. Amen. In every area, this will be the best year of your life. Amen. You have divine resources. Amen. You have divine enablement. Amen. You have the supply of the Spirit. 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 Amen. You preach in and out of season. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Your body is strong. Your body is healthy. Your body is well. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. Praise you Father. In Jesus name. Can I have that amen? amen. Let's give the Lord a shout and a praise. In this. Glory. 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 Amen. Grab your honor offerings. Let's give us. We honor the world. Those watching online and those watching on Kingdom Life Network. We're giving in faith. We're giving with joy through our givings. We're making the word of God available on all the platforms for those that are far and for those that are near. Thank you for giving. Every time we give, it's an honor to just honor the word of God and honor what Christ has done for us. Glory to God. Lift it up, Father. We give in faith. We give with joy. Thank you for those giving online. Our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. And we give you glory for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says amen. amen. Tomorrow, 5.30, the church doors are open. 
you know, six on the dot. I start teaching. We keep learning every day. We keep growing. There's much more to cover. It's going to be one month that will position you for what God has for you this year. I didn't hear a good amen. amen. Praise God. All right. Enjoy the rest of your days. Those watching online and on television. We'll see you again tomorrow. And remember all the broadcasts that are on 12 noon tomorrow. We have a teaching on the leading of the spirit. And remember the fast continues. We break it in the morning at 6 after the one hour prayer at 5. Be blessed. Amen. We trust that you have been blessed by this message. To order the complete series of this message and all the messages by Dr. Abel Daminer. Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com. 